Welcome to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. What is up, everybody? This is Brandon with HBG Capital. Thanks for tuning in. In today's video, I want to do a brief summary of everything I took away from the Intelligent Investors Conference out of Los Angeles last weekend. Now, if you don't know what the Intelligent Investors Conference is, it is a conference of intelligent investors. Haha. <laughs> now, they had everybody from multi-billion dollar portfolio managers across the country come and present on concepts of where they think the economy going, what is the best asset classes to be positioned in, and then how can you take the big things that are going to happen and watch the trickle-down effect and use that information to your advantage. And that's what I want to cover today. We're going to go over the state of the economy, what asset classes are best positioned for 2022 and beyond. And then number three, I want to go over exactly how you can use or better yet, how the big boys are positioning themselves to deal with a lot of the craziness that's coming at us. So, uh, before we jump in, if we've been having a one-way conversation, I want to turn this into a two-way conversation. If you've ever been interested in learning about adding recession-resistant assets to your portfolio, how you can benefit from passive investment from these right here in Middle Tennessee, send us an email. Go to info at hbgcapital.net. Send us an email or go to hbgcapital.net and go to our website. All right, so let's jump into it. I've got a ton of notes here. I'm kind of I'm just going to kind of go down and read off everything. So it's just going to be bam, 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 packed full of information. So macroeconomy, let's look at it from a big picture and what all the big guys are saying. Inflation's out of hand. Inflation wasn't 6.8%. It was more like 12 or 14% last year. The government manipulates the CPI index and all the variables that go into that CPI index. They've been doing it for years because they don't want people freaking out, realizing that all their hard-earned savings is being eroded away. What does it mean if inflation is 12 to 14%? It means in five years, your money's worth half its value. If you got a million dollars sitting in the bank right now, it's going to be worth $500,000. If you've got $100,000 sitting in the bank, it's only going to buy you $50,000. So who gets screwed during inflationary times like this? Uh, losers are savers, retirees on fixed income, workers on fixed income, borrowers on variable rates, stay away from those. Pretty much the whole economy because there's so much uncertainty. And then exporters who are less competitive. This is why you've seen the Fed talk about rising, uh, raising the rates because they want to taper that interest rate, right? They don't want it just getting completely out of hand. Who are the winners? Debtors on fixed income, governments with high public sector debt. I wonder if we've got any of those around. Owners of land and fiscal assets, and then firms who can cut real wages. These are the winners and the losers of inflation. So what can you do about this? What's going to happen as far as the the Fed goes? So the Fed, as you know, has announced that it is sticking to its March plan to raise rates. You see that the stock market is crashing. By the way, the stock market's not the economy. A lot of people say it is. It's not. It's just a leading indicator of any recessions that could potentially come. So everyone's really worried about inflation. They're worried about what it's going to cause. But People say that we still have a strong economy. We're still bouncing back from COVID uh, recession. 70% of the economy is consumer uh, consumer spending. That's a really, really good thing. Uh, the housing market is healthy. We have 
super low inventory of homes. What happened was in 2008, 9, 10, 11, and 12, nobody was building. Everyone just like stopped. This created a huge supply glut while the demand kept going up. So housing is needed. We're still in a huge supply glut. COVID for a whole year and a half, people stopped because they were freaking out, predicting the end of the world and it didn't happen. Well, now we're building again. People think that we're three, four, five. Some people predict 10 years behind of getting the supply back to where it needs, especially this is the number one asset class that's poised for the best growth, people say, because there's none of it is affordable housing. If you can figure out the affordable housing thing and tackle that and solve it, that is going to position you really well for what's coming up again. Um, people think that the Fed is going to taper and then they're going to keep printing after everyone freaks out. You can see everyone freaking out right now. Um, Cash savings are going to pretty much evaporate. Everybody thinks that interest rates are going to go negative. So we really interesting to see if it follows suit for you know, Europe and you know, Japan. Negative rates. That's going to be really interesting. Commercial cap rates. They're going to continue to go down. It's going to be great if you're holding on to them. Not so great if you're buying them. But ultimately, that asset class is positioned for a lot of growth. Why? Because we're not building homes as fast as we need to. And people need somewhere to live. So if they can't buy somewhere, they're renting. This is why multifamily in these build-to-rent communities are positioned for some fantastic growth coming up. I had six hedge funds calling me to do build-to-rent in the past six weeks. That's crazy, y'all. I'm listening to the trends. I'm going to the IMN conference here in March to figure out this whole build-to-rent thing. They're wanting to buy our inventory. This is nuts. So there's got to be something there. Follow what the big boys are doing. They think that value add uh, in, in the commercial world is going to be more difficult and it might be a better strategy right now to just hang on to your commercial stuff and don't even do anything with it. A lot of people are hit their pro forma doing nothing because of inflation. That's crazy. Uh, it's also because construction costs are going up. So you're seeing a pivot right now. People aren't doing as much value add stuff in the commercial world because it's so, it's so expensive and they don't need to. That's really interesting. Hotel operators are changing their rates daily, sometimes multiple times a day to keep up with everything. Another big trend that we're seeing is all the big boys are staying away from ESG, environmental, social, and government. Environmental, you got to move some turtles or something crazy like that in these areas. There's a lot of constrictions. Get out of there. I don't want to do business there. Social controls, hey, we're going to lock everything down when whatever virus comes back up again. Nope, get me out of here. Government, takes two years to get... A permanent development approved. Goodbye, California. We don't want to deal with it anymore. So the ESG, environmental, social, government, the big boys don't want to play in those markets. They want to go to areas that it's more friendly to play in. So what are some asset classes that are best positioned for the next five years? This is another big topic that was covered. So people are focused on, focusing on areas where there's, there's, there's high growth. Uh, you know, ESG is the most important to their debt. They're looking into those markets. They're looking for high growth next to main roads. They want something that has significant cash flow and upside potential. So what does that look like? They're, they're chasing triple net leases so that the landlord doesn't get stuck with the cost for a lot of these commercial assets. They want states that are pro business. So buy New York, buy California and they want municipalities that are okay. With developers to roll it. Big reason why we're getting out of Davidson County on a lot of stuff. One, it's, it's harder to find, you know, affordable land. We want to be in that affordable first time home buyer market. And it's taking like six months to get permits in some of this crap, man. It's just taking too long. We got a 36 hour development approved in three months. 
from start to finish. That's crazy. We want to work with people who roll out the red carpet for us, and other people are too. Big takeaway. New asset class that has blown up luxury RV storage facilities. Who in the heck would have thought this? They're building these things out of, out of the middle of nowhere, even, especially around parks and kind of getaway areas. And they're, they're leasing them in four months or less. Uh, this is crazy. Again, COVID changed the world. So you got funds out there that are <laughs> building these luxury RV storage facilities. That's really, really interesting. Uh, some more interesting things that people are getting into industrial buildings that are catering towards marijuana growth. So they like the fact that marijuana is like a $10 billion industry. In five years, it's going to be a $100 billion industry. Lots of growth there. They want those tenants. They want that growth. Industrial buildings are poised for a lot of growth. Also, with the e-commerce market getting a lot bigger, 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 bigger. People want industrial place to store all that. It's growing, right? Everything's going online. Amazon, that's huge too. Let's talk about some trends in the single-family housing world. So speaking of e-commerce... We're going to be changing some of the houses we're building to accommodate the new needs that have come up during COVID, right? You're working from home. Mommy and daddy both need an office now. We're going to be putting two offices in our homes to give each other some space. The size of homes, they're getting bigger. People need more space now that they're not having to go to work. They want more rooms. See, you're going to see the size of homes increase. People want that third garage for their uh, their side hustle business, you know, again, e-commerce or whatever, that extra storage space. They want to be able to rent that storage space out. You have crowd sharing now, just like you have Airbnbs. You can rent your storage space out. That's huge. It's another trend that we've seen. Smart home technology, right? We're going to be putting Alexas in all of our home. You walk into the door, says, Alexa, welcome home. And boom, all the lights come on. The HVAC comes on. The um, music starts playing, right? People want smart homes. That's a big trend right there. As far as housing goes, it's, po- it's poised for a lot of growth in the commercial multifamily sector because the lack of affordable housing is driving people to rent. They can't buy anywhere. So this is giving multifamily a great runway. And another reason why people think cap rates are going to continue to compress across the country. I thought that was very, very interesting. Let's see. Other trends. Millennials are wanting to rent more. That's driving the, the you know multifamily world up more. What else did I miss? Malls. This is crazy. They're going to start putting residential living in malls. I guess if you got a dying asset class and nothing to do with it, then throw some people in there. I'll be kind of curious to see what evolves in this. I'm very interested. Uh, a lot of the very densely packed states are, uh, densely packed states are changing the zoning, right? There's no land. All right. Well, let's just rezone the existing land to allow for more density. You're seeing that tokenization of real estate. Everyone laughed at this. I didn't talk about it much. It's just too new. Oh, this is crazy. You can actually invest in mining operations for Bitcoin now. So imagine pooling a hundred, couple hundred million dollars together and buying a lot of computer equipment and just mining Bitcoin. Interesting. I'm going to keep my eye on that too. Oh, buy buyers. So you're used to be Zillow's with open doors and whoever else of the world. They're focused on affordable housing. They want that first time home buyer home. Again, people wonder what the hell are they doing? Why are they buying these things? This is why it's a great place to park money long term. Sold, uh, sold several properties to like BD Capital, whoever it was. And this is what they're buying. They're paying just outrageous prices for it. It's crazy. Um, let's see. So what can you do with all this information? What's some actionable stuff? Well, I wrote down what we're doing. Here's how we're preparing for the next recession. 
and make sure that we're buffered against it. One, we're not leveraging too much. We're keeping it 50 to 65% loan to value. Those are deep, deep, deep equity deals at an asset class that's very positioned with a lot of insulation against the kind of market dips. We really like that 50, 55, 65% loan to value. Um, or even that fast. So most of our new builds are done within eight months, if not less. So that limits market risk, risk right there. Um, lock in low rate, long term fixed debt and buy stuff. That's what this one guy, he's been through four or five market cycles. He was managing a billion dollar portfolio. He said, if inflation continues to be crazy at 10, 12, 14% every single year, and you've got debt locked in at like three, four percent, you're making seven, eight percent doing nothing. Lock in low rate, long term fixed debt now. It's a great idea. Stay away from adjustable mortgage rates. It's going to get crazy as inflation gets crazy. Have liquidity. Our goal is to keep a minimum of 12 months of operating expenses on hand in case something goes wrong. We put 12 months worth of escrow interest into an, an escrow account for all of our new builds. 12 months. That means that all that cash is just sitting in the account. It only takes us eight months to build it. We have loans that are going to perform great. All the spec builders in 08 who got screwed, they had no liquidity. They couldn't pay their interest. Make sure you have liquidity. Make sure you can stomach a full year's worth of recession. Recessions that last forever. Okay. They always bounce back. Have liquidity. Chase municipalities are friendly to you. Covered this one. Makes me feel good that we're actually doing this. Get in with the right municipalities that roll out the red carpet for you. If it's taking too long, don't buy the dirt until you can actually build on it. That's what we're doing. We're titling everything before we can build on it. I love this one. Strengthen the personal relationship with all your vendors. We're doing a dinner tonight. Take all of our people that we work with every single day uh, in our organization, all our architects, our civil engineers, our, our contractors. We're taking them to a nice dinner, right? Get away from work for a day so that we actually value them as people, right? Build culture with people who are outside your organization. Very important. People like to do business with people that know, like, and trust them. And you can't do that without building culture. And last one's my favorite. Build a great organization and build a great culture in your own organization. I, I love this one. So I'm big, big, big on culture. We are trying the best we can do to keep the eight players in their seats. Again, if you think, if you're having trouble running your business now with the people that you have, Imagine how it's going to run in a recession. So you got to have eight players during recessions. It's very important. They're the ones that are going to keep you afloat. So make sure you do everything you can to position the goals and vision of the company with the goals of your employees. Uh, you know, my biggest thing is no one works for me. You work with me. And I preach that because we're all in this together. We're all strategic partners. Um, there's just, there's no way we can get it all done by ourselves. So make sure you're building a great culture in your organization and you're taking care of your people. Um, yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed this. If you get a chance, go to the Intelligent Investors Conference next year. I'll see you guys.